Welcome to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. This is your number one crypto podcast to hear directly from the movers and shakers, innovators and disruptors in the cryptocurrency industry. Follow on Twitter for updates and to communicate directly at Wolf Big Dog. That's at Wolf Big D-A-W-G. Now, now, here is your host, the one and only Big Dog Crypto. And welcome to the latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, Big Dog Crypto. And this is a very special episode, okay? It's a very special episode because I've been in the space a while, and this account is somebody I've interacted with several times uh, over the past several years. But the biggest surprise, the biggest difference here is that I have a radio background. I never really talk about it, not a big deal, whatever. But I love radio, always have. This is the first time on the podcast I'm having someone that knows radio like I do. Matthew Case, how are you doing? I'm well, dog. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on. Hey, I appreciate you being on. I appreciate you being on. So, you know, Matt yeah. Case and I, we, we, we've been active for a while. Um, I remember you talking about radio, stuff like that. I don't want to talk mm-hmm. crypto, but I got to, yeah, I feel like I got to like just, just go off the, let's do it. Gotta change. Okay. Okay. So I want to thank you for listening to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast radio station. Uh, we appreciate you being on. Uh, next up, we have our next guest. We have Matt Case. Uh, Matt, let me ask you, how you doing? Uh, let me check. Right now, I think I think I'm alive. I'm okay. I'm holding on for dear life, but I'm okay. Thank you for. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. So, so let me ask you. So what? You've been in radio for a while. What is the? And this this is gonna be a wide ranging question, but it's like if you've worked in radio, you know. If you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, what is one of the wildest things that's happened to you in your radio career? And I and I didn't I didn't tell him I wanted to kind of talk about radio, but I gotta mm-hmm. ask him just because fellow radio guy. Wow. Um, so many stories. I mean, I, I, I gotta try. Can it, can this be, is this PG or is this, what is, what is the rating? So, here? so, so what's so the, we are, the filter? So, so I'll say this because I'm still, we love the FCC, but okay. this is outside the confines of the FCC because okay, it's internet. It's, it, I've had people, and it's funny too, because being a radio, I feel like first guess, I totally guess what I'm saying as far as like relating for the radio point of view. Uh, one of those situations where somebody will curse on a podcast, and my radio instinct is like, oh, no, it doesn't right, matter. Right. So. <laughs> uh, I would say one of the, the, the just, just some of the requests that we would get from artists when they came in for interviews or, or, or yeah. things like that. Um, like when Snoop Dogg came through and he wouldn't come out to do the meet and greet with the listeners until he had some weed. And so it was like, we got to find some weed for Snoop Dogg. We've got you yeah. know, 300 people in our you know conference room for a private meet and greet. And it's like, yeah. I'm getting on my phone, like calling up my, hey, hey, we got to get some weed for Snoop Dogg. And sure enough, my buddy came down and sold him an ounce of weed. And Snoop came out and did the thing. And he was like, so he was so stoked with my buddy's weed. He invited yeah. him to the show later that night. Like, I want to buy some <laughs> ounces off you. And sure enough, they ended up. Yeah. Oh my gosh! It's it's funny because oh, that's that's pretty wild, and it's interesting because now in 2023, like years ago, it would be like so hard to like. I mean, you could tell the story, right? But now it's like he's on TV, and they're making yeah, like, and they're making it so like how it is. So it's definitely stuff is uh, has changed. Um, we I don't know this. Have you been in radio long enough to time your songs for going to the bathroom? Oh yes, yes. I've been in radio since the 90s, and uh, okay, I'll okay. tell you if, if I get like. If I get a five-minute song, I can not only right. go to the bathroom, I can bake a cake, I can build a right. house, I can get my car washed. I mean, I've learned to do a lot in five yeah. minutes. So yeah, five-minute so, song. So so, so we're, we're gonna and look, we're gonna get right into crypto. But I said we gotta do the radio stuff. I, I had to do this first. Um, the younger, 
and I think the younger generation, I'm getting that age, but we'll never, because there's a lot of DJs, right, that, that, that are great DJs in their 20s, 30s, whatnot, and, and older, but we'll never know the struggle was real going do something worried that the CD or the record back of the day would skip. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, in, in some some of the instances, the cart machine would actually eat oh, the cart and be like, it's funny because I, I remember being and I say it now it would matter. I work at Eagle 98 Baton Rouge in the 80s, in the 90s, actually the late 80s. But I remember um, going to McDonald's, you know, putting because it was, it was an AOR station. So putting on uh, Inagata DeVita, mm-hmm. putting on uh, Freebird, <laughs> which is fine. And I go there and, and hope it didn't skip, right? Three in the morning. Right. The only problem was every once in a while, the PD was up. And the next morning, oh, that wasn't on the playlist. I'm like, wait, you know, God, it wasn't on like every hour. <laughs> yeah, really. And what's your PD doing up at three in the morning hotlining you? That's what I said. <laughs> like, man. On oh, the hotline. I remember those days. Oh, yeah. man, hotline ran. You're like, oh, damn. Yeah, you know, <laughs> when you get hotline. And I, I mean, there, there are certain program directors that that's all they did was, I mean, they just sat there and hot. I mean, like, I remember coming in the industry. I'm like, Dude, don't you it was like a power trip. No, it really yeah, was. It, it yeah. was like it was like a king on their throne. Like, yep, I'm listening right now. You posted yeah. on that song, don't you? Yeah, it's like, dude. I, so I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm glad to be away, away from yeah. that. And I think that a lot yeah. of program directors have kind of shifted mm-hmm. from that, especially yeah. in. Yeah, we changed the, a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, like, yeah. And I would say one thing too. And I still, I say this. Look, and we get to crypto next. I still feel it's a viable medium because I still do stuff with radio. You do stuff with radio. The fact is for your local radio station, I'm, I'm giving a positive shout out. The fact yeah. is they do local stuff, whether it's high school sports, whatnot, that yep. you can't get elsewhere. Yeah. And there's definitely a benefit. So don't just listen to it in your rental car, like realize radio is still there and it's doing right. a service. And if you get a chance, please tune in because local radio stations are trying their best and they're busting their ass to do well. Amen, dog. That's the thing that, that yeah. local radio, um, yeah. I think for the mindset, for a lot of folks, they look at it yeah. as a utility, kind of like electricity right. or water. And they just think, well, it'll yeah. always be there. It's just on and it's free. And sure. what the local radio does that, that satellite won't do or that podcasting sure. or streaming won't do is it gives you that local connection to weather, news, events, what's sure. happening right there on the ground, if it's done correctly and Absolutely. executed properly. Um, but too much consolidation and centralization, right. as you've known, has happened in the industry. Sure. And now we've got, you know, major conglomerates that are operating right. in multiple markets where one person is voice tracking 15 stations. And I've been guilty of yeah. that, you know, sure. so um, yeah. but that's what makes it if you if you are in that aspect. And I'll just finish up here really quick. When I was voice tracking for 15 stations around the country, I would intentionally but I would say geo-target my breaks where I would go on and I'd look at Google Maps and I'd go in and, and look at the street view of, let's say, Minneapolis or, or Baton Rouge or wherever I'm at so I could go, oh, you know that park there on Lexington where they're putting the new slide in? Yeah. So I can speak more to that. And I think that's what makes great talent stand out, especially in the age of centralization and voice tracking. But uh, local radio, definitely, definitely. You know what? And that shows that you are a constant professional to do stuff like that, because not everybody did. And that is impressive to me, because um, that shows trying for your community to make things happen. Um, yeah. But let me say from this, because, you know, yeah. talking about radio and then, and then music in general, right? Let's let's get that into crypto. Um, it, it's interesting because as technology changes, and I don't care what the technology is, um, crypto has come on the scene, right, in the past in the past 12, 13, well, shit, I keep saying past 12, 13, 2009, almost 15 years now, right? Yeah. Um, still a, a, a very early a class as far as how it is, as far as how it's growing. Um, do you remember what you were doing? And I was just, all my guesses, I'm generally interested when they first found out and heard about it. Um, 
what you were doing when you first heard about Bitcoin and where you were and maybe oh, yeah. specifically who told you about it, right? Yeah, I, I totally, I will never forget. That's like one of those moments where the light went on and you're like, ah, and the clouds parted. Yeah. It was 2017 and it was the summer yeah. of 2017. And uh, I was really, I'd already been looking into RFID and the internet of things because I'm just yeah. kind of a geek. And so I wanted to yeah. learn more about IoT and machine to machine payments and et cetera. And that obviously led me to blockchain. <laughs> And then right, once, right, I, right. once I discovered what blockchain was and started doing some research and started hearing this thing called Bitcoin, okay, then I was a little cautious and I wanted to do a little more research. So from the summer through about October of 2017, I was on the sideline, I was looking at it, I was thinking about it. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'll never forget the day that what made me pull the trigger was it was like right before uh, Thanksgiving of 2017. Mm -hmm. And I was like looking at it. And I was thinking, you know, maybe we should buy some of this Bitcoin, you know? And that's um, right before it was about to really take off. Yeah, right? yeah. This was this yeah, was yeah. right there, like, you know, yeah. November 2017. Sure. And uh I was like, well, and I didn't understand at that time, even still, that it was right. a 24-7 market. I still thought it was kind yeah. of like the traditional markets, right? And mm -hmm. so it was like that long weekend. I'm like, well, I think when I come back over the weekend, I might I might look at this. And then my wife comes up and she's like showing me on her laptop, like, oh, look, I can buy sweatpants on Lululemon with Bitcoin. And this was in 2017. And at that point, yeah. I'm like, F it, we're in. And so right. I thought, okay, as soon as Monday comes, I'm buying some Bitcoin. I had $1,000. I was mm -hmm. going to buy Bitcoin. And the price went from like 7,500 up to like nine grand in like just that short time. I'm like, what yeah. the hell happened? And at that point I yeah. was, I was in and I bought Bitcoin and I've never looked back until I had that boating accident right. on Lake Washington, which really mm -hmm. sucked. And now all my Bitcoin's gone. So, <laughs> so yeah, you know, they got to make, they got to make waterproof ledgers. I feel so bad. I remember uh, hearing about that. And that's yeah. so once they get in the water, you can't yeah. retrieve them. Yeah. Th um, they need a waterproof ledger. I don't know. Maybe the folks at Treasure Ledger can make them. I don't know. But I've heard that's goals for 2024. <laughs> uh, so, so speaking of 2024, I like to ask my guests this, too. I always yeah. say, say, if you ask me this, you get $5, get you a cup of coffee, maybe some change. Bitcoin price prediction uh, by the having and after. Let's just say you know, having what I think is March of, of next year, yeah. between now and the end of 2024, do you want to do a range of what you could see it hitting? Um, I I used to be really like kind of into the the price prediction game, but I mean, mm -hmm. as, it's a, as a parlor as a parlor game, sure, I'll I'll, I'll play it, but I don't mm -hmm. like really doing that anymore because it seems so often anybody can say something and mm -hmm. they're always wrong. I mean, I don't right. can't tell you how many times I've seen people mm -hmm. influencers out here 250 k. Mm -hmm. You're right. not eating anybody's dick, so I'm like, what's the deal? You know, it's fun so, to guess, though. <laughs> it's fun to guess. I, yeah. It is fun to guess. I would think, though, really, um, just to answer the question, I would think probably by the end of end of 2024, with it having, I would like to think we are somewhere near 100k. I think that's totally yeah. doable, and I think that after think the so. having, um, you know, going into 25. Then maybe we're we're looking at maybe something over that, but I think with the geopolitical factors and election and with the having coming up, compounded with all the banking turmoil that we have, I think I I would feel comfortable at least kind of speculating at a hundred k. I think that's a pretty conservative estimate. So. I mean, you look at the hash power as well; it's just going up and to the right. Um, so you factor all of those things in, and I feel safe that that 100 k could be there. But again, I hate giving price predictions because everybody's look, it's wrong. A I yeah. mean, look, it's a guess as much as anything, and I think all of us we kind of like to do it. But I always tell anybody, like, we not can't guarantee it, right? I say, look, sure. my, my crystal ball. Like somebody asked me, well, can you guarantee? It's like once Amazon brings me a crystal ball that works, <laughs> I can't. It's only, I have no idea. 
you know, it's just hard to know. But, but you, you know, you've been in space, you know, six years. You know, you've seen this, too. Are you surprised when you watch the, the, the Binance situation with CFTC mm. and all the other stuff going on that Bitcoin hasn't dropped more over the past month? No, no, because I think the thing that, that what all this does is just strengthen the case for Bitcoin. I mean, right. block after block, Bitcoin just keeps going. And regardless of the FUD or whatever comes mm. at it, you know, Bitcoin is is what it is. And I think what, what you see now is, is you know, it's obviously a, it's a choke point 2.0. And you, you've seen this on the on the Twitter, on the bird app. Right. But um, why why all of a sudden now mm. is the CFTC coming after Binance? Mm. Like they've known about CZ and Binance for yeah. a long time. And all of this is just happening now. So I think there's a lot of, you know, coming off the heels of FTX and we're looking at the banking crisis and, yeah. and you know, Fed now is rolling out their, their digital payments platform. So all of this, I think, is kind of swirling and somewhat coordinated in a designed effort to bring down the, the crypto exchanges. Mm -hmm. And maybe they're, I mean, look, Everybody knows there's wash trading going on. If you don't know that there's wash trading, right. then you have no business. All exchanges have it, sure. Right. Yeah. And even, that even happens in the stock market, for crying out loud, you know? So that happens. But I think this is really more an orchestrated event to bring down the crypto exchanges or the ones that are, you know, out there beyond their control. And they're going to try to centralize this and bring this into the traditional finance areas like JP Morgan, like Fidelity, like, you know, the, the big four, big five that we have. Yeah. Well, I agree with you on that. I think, you know, they definitely want to accumulate. So whatever price they can get or good price they can get. I mean, ultimately, when it comes to regulations, it's going to favor, right, the banking mm -hmm. industry. Just Absolutely. because that's, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I'll be interested to see because, you know, there's no doubt that and who knows how much money Binance has. But, you know, when the government goes after somebody, the major company, and we've seen this throughout the history of the states, it's very tough to beat the government. The government usually mm -hmm. has the upper hand. Um, that being said, CZ's got a fair amount of money. I'm not saying it's a cakewalk. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I don't know the, the merits of everything, but you know, I, I think people outside of the space, I think in the space we know, right? But people outside of the space, especially people that don't know crypto, don't realize like how big Binance is. You know oh, yeah. I mean? like, yeah. like they got a lot of cash. Or you know, I, you know, I, I agree. I, think, I, I could see, I could see, a, I could see them maybe paying a fine. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. they pay a fine. But again, I think part of this also is like when you look at like companies like uh, let's just even say Alibaba or mm. or um, you know ByteDance. These companies mm. all have a, a no, I wouldn't say majority, but at least ten percent mm. is owned mm. by the CCP, right? CCC, right? right? Whatever. Right. How many C's <laughs> we put in there? But you know, yeah, right, right, government, right? Yeah. So my question is like, and I haven't done my research and I probably should ask chat GPT, um, but how much of Binance is owned yeah. by the Chinese communist government, yeah. right? Well, CZ said none of it's, I mean, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? He said none of it's, I don't know. It's hard to know, you know. But I, look, when it comes to exchanges in general, I, mean, I think in general, you know, they, they're here, they serve a purpose. And I tell people, if you're comfortable, go on them. If not, if you want to uh, uh, decentralize one, whatever. But, you know, just be careful, do what you're doing with whatever it may be, right? Not your keys, yeah. not your coins, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so let me ask you, new people in the space. I'm very thankful to have some new people that I get messages yeah. from. They're like, I just found your podcast. I just found the YouTube. Awesome. I found it on Spotify. Somebody new in the space comes in. They're trying to learn research about the space. What would you tell somebody is one or two good ways to learn about our space from, I don't say reliable sources, but you know what I mean? Rather than just clicking on random videos. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of stuff would you, would you suggest? Um, Obviously, DYOR, do, do your own research. And, and if you're sure. here already and you're watching programs like this and podcasts like this, kudos to you. You're on the right track. Obviously, you're a great resource. You've been doing this a, a long time. Um, there, there are some other folks. I, I would definitely give a tip of a cap to uh, Paul McNeil, the crypto curator. Uh, doesn't put so much out on, on Twitter anymore. He's on Ubit or Ubits or Ubix. Yes. But uh, Paul McNeil does a great job uh, with getting out factual information. And then um, 
obviously our team at Quantum Economics. I'm obviously I gotta I gotta promote them. Um, oh, please, the big, please. Yeah, Marty Greenspan, Gerald Vata, Alexander Lores, those guys all yeah. on Twitter yeah. uh, do a yeah. fantastic job. And uh, the team over at the Bitcoin Live network of shows, they've got a whole mm-hmm. bunch of shows and programming, which Paul McNeil is, is a part of. Um, and they got they do a really great, um, from Bitcoin to Web3 to NFTs. Right. And if you want fun information that's easy, easily digestible, I would, I would suggest them. And of course, I mean, reading the Bitcoin standard, that book um, yeah. is, is, is a must read. I mean, you, right. you could probably read that and probably read it a couple times because once you do and you get what the Bitcoin standard is, that helps, I think, galvanize and solidify what we're really trying to talk about. So, um, and again, I think anything from Andreas on, on top list is awesome. Yeah. You know, follow Andreas, watch yeah. his YouTube stuff. Um, I do like, uh, as far as like, you know, the Bitcoin side of things, I think really smart folks, um, Adam Back, Samson Mao, um, you know, Jeff, Jeff Ross, uh, there's uh, Greg Jans out there. Um, gosh, there's so many really great folks. I would just say get involved in Twitter. And if you find folks like 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 yourself, dog, or, or me or, or the cute, yeah. you can find some of these other people and you start getting into these Twitter spaces. Um, it's, it's easy to get this get sidetracked and it's hard to know who's who. So it's again, if you have a question, just ask. And I think I would encourage your audience. They're already doing that. They're reaching out to you and they're inquiring. So, brother, you're on the you're on the right track. So I want to just say thank you for what you're doing and, and welcome to all those new folks who are coming in. Man, I appreciate that. Let me ask you, I always ask my guests at the end of the episode for their um for their Twitter handle, but I want to get what your Twitter handle is. Yeah, it's it's my name at Matthew Ryan Case. Okay. I, I tried so, to, I, I dox myself, so there you go. <laughs> so I would say this. So I definitely follow you. Um, and, you know, I followed you for a while, and I've said this too. It's like find accounts that you know look at their stuff, and, and, and a lot of us now, especially ones that have been in for a while, right? You've got years and years of tweets, and yeah. so go back and look. Look, none of us have been perfect in any of our calls, and, and we're not trying to be. But overall, like I said, I feel like your account has been you know pretty damn accurate. Plus, you have a lot of like other cool content on there. Um, and I say find accounts like that, right? And just kind of look at them and say. And I only say this because when I started, I follow some people that turned out the name just just was just not it just turned out not to be beneficial. But I right. followed them because of without even researching. So I agree with you. Just I don't care if it's you, right? You or me, you following you or me or whoever. Follow the accounts, but do the research, right? And and I think that's the thing. Some people don't want to put research into this, and there's no other way to learn about it without doing that. Yeah, there, there, you know? there's a, there are so many brilliant, smarter people than mm-hmm. me that I follow on the Burn and app, and yeah. uh, I learned so much mm-hmm. from them. And even mm-hmm. like in Twitter Spaces, I mean, uh, I would I would just encourage mm-hmm. folks um, do your research, get into the in the community, and you will find mm-hmm. who those people are. And over time, you'll be like, oh, you're a Schiller influencer. Mm, maybe I, maybe I'll follow you, but I won't like everything and right, take right. everything you say. But yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll enjoy your crazy memes and your videos, and that's yeah, fun. Yeah. And it's so again, you have to like kind of wait it, and you know who yeah. who's really doing stuff. Who are the people in the front row that are actually building? And and some of those mm-hmm. accounts have like less than ten thousand followers. Yeah. They're not not a hundred. I, I think the fact I agree. That when you find these people that have like mm-hmm. hundreds of thousands of followers, they're probably more of an influencer and a shill. And they're not really sure. somebody who's, you know, really doing the hard work in the trenches. So again, no, that's, I, that's just my take on it. I, I agree with that. Cause you, I'll get like, if I find an account and I'm like, I don't care if it's a million people or two people, if their content is good and that's what I want in my feed, right. I don't yeah. want anything else. And so I agree with you on that. It, it, especially some of the smaller accounts, search them out. Um, but like anything, right. Look at the body of work of what they put. Hey, is this beneficial? always research everything. I don't care who says what, right? Always do that. Mm. And I feel like if you do that, you build up a good, 
you know, uh, repertoire, whatever you want to say. I don't know, that yeah. you know what I mean? Like, of yeah, your track on, record on looks like, oh, man, dog's been tweeting this for like five, six years. I can look at your timeline. I can do a little advanced yeah, right. search and go, oh, the dog was talking about Bitcoin then. He was talking about yeah. here. He was saying, don't buy this. He was saying this. And your track record yeah. gives you that credibility yeah. to move forward. And people are going to be like, oh, man, this guy knows what he's talking about. And you don't have to be a, you know, blue check yeah. financial advisor. Right, right. Look. I mean, there are more people that I've found on on Twitter mm-hmm. out here that are quote rookies or retail mm-hmm. investors that actually know more and are smarter yeah. than these so-called experts. I mean, mm-hmm. one guy I got to give a shout out to is my guy over at uh, Quantum Economics, Gerald Vata, the Crypto Oracle. Yeah. This guy yeah. has made calls like he's mm-hmm. T-Mobile, bro. He's like bam, 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 bam. You go back and you look at his timeline. The yeah. guy is like spot on. And uh, again, yeah. it's it's these folks that you that you listen to and you learn from and you go, well, what are they looking at? What are these metrics mm-hmm. that these folks are looking at to make these calls? And that's how you learn to look at like hash power. Oh, right. well, that's a really good leading indicator. You know, yeah. so most folks who are coming into the space, like what's hash power? I don't know. What, what? <laughs> again, this is why yeah. you follow no, the dog. Yeah. Solid, solid, solid advice, solid advice. Um, so looking at going forward, so we are now, what, we're at the end of March, uh, uh, 2023. I'm about to say 2024. I've been ahead of me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, having in a year, um, and, and this is really going on on a, on, a, on a lark here, so to say, because if I asked you last year to predict what's going to go on, and it's hard to make predictions. I mean, FTX Ooh, we knew, but right. um, at this point, and, and there's all these different events, um, what could you see happening for people? Once again, I like I said, I, I love everybody that listens and watches the podcast, um, but I definitely want to try and maybe help out, if possible, some of the new people that are saying, wow, I just got in the markets. And look, we don't have a crystal ball. I get that. This is really putting mm-hmm. you out on the edge here. This year, what would you tell somebody new in the market to maybe expect, maybe not expect what could happen? You know what I mean? I guess I'm asking, give me mm-hmm. the next nine months. Do you want to throw out your thoughts of at least what you're personally yeah. seeing could might happen? I think I think we got uh, to borrow a quote, quote from uh, Clubber Lang. Pain. I expect pain. <laughs> right. No, seriously, I do. I don't I don't think the banking thing is is yeah. remotely done. I think we've yeah. just seen the first start of I use the analogy of a crack in a windshield, right? You're driving along and you get that little chip and oh, I'm just going to ignore that, whatever. And then it right. moves and it, right. That's what we are looking at right now. And right. I believe that there is still a lot more to come. I still think with the jobs, I feel, I think we're, we're still seeing more layoffs happening. Um, I, I, I really, I've been saying this, I put a piece out on medium at the end of December um, saying the financial collapse of 2023 and that will usher in CBDCs. And I'm not the only one saying that. A lot of folks are saying that. So I think for folks that are getting into the space right now, the best advice, and I've, I've said this, and I'm everybody knows this who, who follows me, be smart, be safe, stack stats, hodl, dollar cost average, and self-custody your Bitcoin. If you do that between now and forever, you will be fine. And if you don't, yeah. again, I'm talking self-custody. So buy the Bitcoin, sure. dollar cost average, whatever that, you know, learn mm-hmm. learn what that means. But then self-custody your Bitcoin and you will you will mm-hmm. make it through. Bitcoin is the, the financial arc to make it through the storm. Look, Noah was a conspiracy theorist, okay? I mean, if you think about <laughs> Noah, the dude's living in the middle of a desert. They haven't seen right. rain or a lick of water forever. And the neighbors are like, dude, what are you doing, man? You are freaking, you're building an ark. But you know what? It wasn't raining when Noah built the ark. Right. Okay. So again, I would encourage you to, you know, do, do your due diligence and plan ahead. And I would say, um, I I still think that we're going to see a lot more pain. Like I said, um, end of the year. Um, I, I, we will, we will see regulations coming, um, as far as banking, um, and what that means for crypto as well. Um, and if you've noticed, um, 
gosh, again, a tip of the hat to Paul McNeil, crypto curator. Um, he does a great job. You've noticed all the all this stuff in the news has been about crypto, not really Bitcoin. It's been about sure. exchanges and it's been about stable yeah. coins and it's right, been right. about more than just Bitcoin coins. itself. Yeah. Right. It's not yeah. Bitcoin because everybody in, in the know knows that Bitcoin is already a commodity. Right. I mean, it's been defined back in 2015 by the CFTC. So right. there's no debating that. And what it really is, is a matter of, I think, controlling and gathering as much mm -hmm. Bitcoin and centralizing it yeah. around mm -hmm. these institutions that they can at a bottom basement price. I think they just allowed this to kind of run uh, to a point where they feel like they need to step in and kind of, OK, then we're going to take it over. That, 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 but see, that's the you're right. But that's the challenge, because CFTC did say clearly it's a commodity. Then I think in the and I read the whole thing, but the thing the charge gets financed are like, oh, it's a, it's a security. And, and it's like they can't. And I, I really feel like and I think Gensler is supposed to be going in front of Congress, but today or tomorrow or something. It's like they still don't have whether it's SEC or CFTC. The exact clear and look, I, look, I think just at some point they're going to right. It's going to happen sooner than later. And I really believe for for the big institutions to get in. I mean, I've talked to people at some. I'm sure you have too. to major institutions. They look, we need regulations on a certain level before we're going to start pouring in trillions of dollars. They've got the right. money. Right. Yep. But they can't go. These big banks and big institutions and the people want and it's weird. It's like it's, it's a double edged sword. Some people in the industry. Oh, we don't want the banks involved. Right. We don't want that. Keep it. Keep it solo. But yet you want to see Bitcoin. You're all going. Yes. You know what I mean? So. You really can't. If you want to see Bitcoin go to those high, you're going to have to have more money than retail can put in right now and has brought us to the market cap we're at. But it's, there's still that ambiguousness, right, mm -hmm. at least as of now, amongst regulators. Yeah, yeah. And I think the the, the push towards regulation is, is only getting louder and stronger. And we're going to yeah. see that happen. And yeah, I think I the, the, good, the good news, though, is... Uh, we're talking about regulation and, and some of these legal cases that are pending. The two that I think a lot of us in the space have our eyes on that we're watching is the SEC and Ripple and then uh, the GBTC yeah, fund uh, from Grayscale. And yeah. I think that that one right there is really, really going more in favor of, of Grayscale for a spot ETF because there's even the judge is like, um, what are you doing, Gensler? Like, what the hell? You know? Uh, that was huge. But, you know, the first one you brought up, the Ripple one, I mean, that, that's something. Obviously, look, shout out to all the XRP holders. Uh, I never knock it at all. I mean, like, I, no problem with it. I know just for engagement, you know, in the first couple of years, I kind of knocked a little bit. I stopped because XRP holders are very, very passionate. And one thing we've learned about our space is a passionate communities are very passionate and they're not always good for engagement. You know what I mean? I'm not trying yeah. to like, sometimes I feel like with, with certain communities, it's like knocking a bee's nest. Like you don't need to really do it unless you're just right. trying to be a, an ass. Yeah. You know what I mean? But right. anyway, but, and, I, and my thing is, if you bought something that's now, like, I want to see you get three or four or $5. And for those, God bless them, 589, I hope they get it. I'm just saying, <laughs> but that being said, I hope that XRP wins. You mean $5.89? Because that's doable. No, you've heard it. Oh, come I on. Know, but no, but I'll say, but, but the thing is that, it, that, that if XRP wins that, and like I, I saw something one time, I might have retweeted, I forget, but it, it said, even if you don't like XRP, but you believe in crypto in the space, you want to root for their victory because it's good for our industry. And I agree with that, right? At the end of the day, we, all crypto wants is to be on a, a level playing field, right? Have a seat at the table. That's all we're asking. Equal rights. We're asking more, not asking for less. And the banking industry has really kind of fought it. But I feel like we've asked it. We're just finding a way to get in there. And it's like this... I call mm -hmm. it a party if that's the right term. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. we were the elephant in the room. Now we're like sitting at the table, and it's like, right. what do we do? Yeah, we don't. We're not, and we don't even want to be at the kids' table anymore. We should really be at the adults' table. But I think part of that right. also reflects back on us as the influencers, the the thought leaders, the the CEOs around some of these projects and startups have yeah. to not act so much like a, a total degen, mm -hmm. and yeah. you know, maybe maybe you know, can't. Right. 
got to clean it up a little bit. And I know I'm guilty. I'm probably one of the most guilty of that, of shit posting, scrolling, trolling. And, you know, maybe I need to clean up my act a little bit more too. So, you know, to take the, for folks to take the space more seriously, we probably should present ourselves a little more seriously as well. So uh, that's just an open admission on my, on my part and maybe admonishment to others in the space. So. Uh, (laughs) Well, I mean, you you look at, you look at how we're doing. Um, Going to the future, one final crypto question. What do you want to see when you look at adoption? You said you've been in the space six years. That is a long time. That is an OG. You've watched how it's come from here. You've watched for the 17, right, in 2021, Mm -hmm. where people that never asked about it would ask you, uh, what would you like to see, let's say, five years out with people, say you're doing a podcast five years from now, and they say, what's the best things that you're happy you saw in the past five years that you didn't see in 2023? In 2028, what would you like to see? One or two things. I would like to see. Well, I know it. I know it's happening. So I, I think it, it, it's it's already kind of happening. So, mm-hmm. um, when 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 companies like Fidelity mm-hmm. make it so easy for mm-hmm. my parents, my neighbors right. who are older, or the normies who don't understand right. to make to make that so easy to acquire Bitcoin and to put into your portfolio, I think mm-hmm. that. Just as just as much as like, oh, I'm going to put a into my 401k, they're right. able to do have access to to Bitcoin on that level. I think the other thing, um, obviously, a spot ETF. I think that that you know some people are against it, saying they don't need mm-hmm. it, but I think that really helps to bring more stability to the market. I um, yeah. And I and I think that um, and a lot of people say. Mm-hmm. Well, lightning already works. And I think it's more, more payments. And I think the big thing for when it comes to the payment piece is we have to really deal again with legislation and regulation because the problem, I mean, that's keeping people from spending their Bitcoin per se is, you know, it's more of the store of value narrative and nobody wants to pay cap gains on a $6 cup of coffee for spending their right. Bitcoin. Right. So if right. for me to use it as a currency, I need it to be, you know, and I need to be not where I'm going to be penalized every time I make a transaction. And so, um, and again, I, I, God bless lightning network. I think it's great. I think they're doing awesome things there and it's, it's definitely transforming the world. I know folks who are using it. I see it happening. Um, I think more of that needs to happen again, but changing the rules and regulations around it, because it, if you look at the white paper, it was de- designed, it says peer to peer currency. doesn't say peer to peer store of value. doesn't right, say peer to peer, you know what? It's a, See, yeah. so we need yeah. to be using it. And so I love folks who say, get out there and use it. And I want mm-hmm. to, but I just don't want to pay the freaking cap gains sure. on, you know, on a cup of coffee, which doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And this is why, again, we look at the, the whole argument in the narrative, mm-hmm. switching back to a stable coin. Well, at least yeah. I can use a stable coin and that's, you know, boom, boom, boom. But then again, yeah. oh, what stable coin are you going to use? <laughs> no, but that's absolutely. And I always use that example all the time about the fact that for us to have it at full adoption, I mean, if you go to a merchant and they're accepting Bitcoin, uh, you know, it's five dollars for whatever the product is. You know, they want to make sure hey, it would be nice if it was worth ten dollars and they went to put it in, but they don't want it to be worth two dollars. You know what I mean? So right. Exactly. Conversion. I think that's going to be one of the biggest industries growing as we go forward. Conversion for, for merchants. Yeah, um, abso- yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what? Uh, so yeah, a few personal things. So uh, in the background, when you're when you're working, uh, do you have on music? Do you have on podcast, TV, silence? What do you have on the background? Uh, it, it varies. Sometimes I'm sometimes I'm listening to a Twitter space. You know, I might be in a space listening to really smart people. Um, you know, Scott Melker, Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, love yeah. Scott. Um, you know, uh, Lavish does a great uh, does Twitter spaces as well. 
Um, I don't really listen to a lot of music when I when I'm working in the background. Um, I do. Uh, man, I am flipping between you know uh, CNBC, Fox mm-hmm. Business, and Bloomberg. Man, I'm, I'm all over all of those. I'm on the I'm on the Bird app. I'm you know I'm, I'm so I, I've kind of got the ADD thing going on, but I really don't listen to to music when, when I'm working because music is kind of like the the nine to five day thing. So I've already kind of got music sense. in my headphones. Yeah. So I'm like yeah, I don't need music on the background. I need other things to help. Sure. You know, and sometimes, you know, good peace and quiet, you know, because sometimes right. you need to, to shut that out. And I think one thing that um, folks need to do, especially in this world, is find time to be intentional to get away from the devices, sure. you know, to be able to put down your phone or the bird app or, or whatever. And just, Absolutely. you know, we, we, you know, the, you know, the mean go touch grass. Right. And that yeah. is so important. <laughs> you need to get outside. You need to get fresh air. You need to exercise. You need to get away from from all of this. At least find time to do that because you will be a better person and a better individual and a healthier person. I like that. I like that. That's uh, that makes I was going to say that that is a solid PSA. <laughs> touch grass. Our radio thing. No, but no, but you're right about that. And I've always, I've said this in previous podcasts, but the fact is like, I've had some guests. So what do you do for like downtime? Like I don't have downtime. I'm always on. And, and look, I think we're all like, even in our downtime, right? You wake up middle of the night, you still check. Um, it's important because it's so hard in this space because it's not a nine to five more. It's 24 seven, right? Mm-hmm. There's always, and like I, I've said before, you don't really need Netflix. If you have crypto Twitter, there's always something <laughs> going on, you know what I mean? but it's hard to detox from it. To, to, it to is. Tech detox, but no, I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah, you know? yeah, it is. Yeah. And that that's the thing is that um and I you know I'm guilty of this. And so this mm-hmm. is something I'm trying to um really mm-hmm. move forward, um, being different in the way that I use and consume um social mm-hmm. media, especially with Twitter, is it it can it can be and it has gotten to be very toxic. And I don't even mean that yeah. from like a toxic Bitcoin maxi side, I just mean toxic in the state of just people in general. I mean the just the state it's of toxic. Twitter. I agree with you on that. You know, I, I, so, yeah. So um, how can we how can we, you know, avoid the toxicity of social right. media in general? And yeah, I've definitely well. I've noticed the uh, there's a huge difference, though, um, on the different platforms from Twitter yeah. to um, I don't know if you're using um, no star. Uh, gosh, I, I just started using it. The new decentralized app. Uh, hold on. It's uh, Damus. Damus is the new started okay. by uh, by Jack over there. Check it out. It's, OK, it's, I knew he was good. Yeah. Yeah, it's the decentralized social media app. It's it's like Twitter, but everybody it uses a like a blockchain address. So I'm kind of getting in into that a little bit, and that's definitely um, less toxic and less trolly and less spammy and bots. Um, and that and that's the thing. Even like on like on Facebook, you know, you share something on Facebook. The folks there is a totally different audience than like yes yes I've always yeah I've said going into crypto Twitter is completely you can be on Instagram Facebook that's a whole different mindset than and to me it's a little more comfortable right coming here because okay I'm more comfortable like I'm walking into a space of something that I'm completely comfortable with whereas it's a little different you know what I mean like yeah yeah you're spot on so I, I would I would just encourage your your audience and folks that are listening that are new like if you're getting involved and you're like oh my gosh it's Twitter and it's overwhelming it's like yeah. crypto Twitter is um it's a lot like Sparta. I, I would say you got to have some serious, serious thick yeah. skin and yeah. uh, don't be afraid to use that mute and block button religiously. Cause, exactly. Because, <laughs> man, you get, you, you know, the, the trolls and the bots. Yeah. It's, it, it can be it can yeah. be a bit much. And so, I, again, that's why I think it's really important for us to detox and, and find right. time throughout the day, especially those of us who are heavy users on right. the on the platforms to be intentional about like, you know, what, I'm going to go outside. I'm going to go for a walk right. and get some fresh air. You know? yeah. I, I agree with you. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, and if a plane's coming to pick you up and take you anywhere in the world, what's a country you have not been to, but you want to go to? 
El freaking Salvador. <laughs> nice. Done. Nice, nice. Yeah. Done, man. I want to yeah. I want to go to Bitcoin Beach. I right. want to see Max Kaiser's skinny little white chicken legs. <laughs> you know he's down there. He's been posting. I, yeah, yeah. I know. I mean, but dude, just, yeah. just do a leg day, Max. How many times? Have you, you should do a leg day. He's got like legs that are about as big as his pen. Have you seen him? I love Max. Yes. But gosh, yes. bro, leg day. Come on. I know what you're talking about. Um, and food-wise, what's, what's your favorite food? You going out to eat Friday night? What, what are you eating Mm, you know, here in the uh, in the Northwest where we live, we have a, a lot of fine teriyaki. I don't know if the rest of the world and the nation yeah. knows about teriyaki, but man, it is it is so good. And I am a connoisseur of teriyaki. So uh, nice. I do love me some good teriyaki. Nice, nice. All right. And how do people once again find you on Twitter? What's your handle? At Matthew Ryan Case. I'm right there on the bird app and uh, easy to follow. Okay. Well, I appreciate you being on. So, so normally I end it with, you know, you know, thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. I'm your host, yeah. and I thank you for the first time ever, 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 ever. And I may never do this again. I'm going to okay. ask my guest to take us out of here. Oh, take my gosh. I All mean, right. I, I, we're just throwing out improvise. Yeah. What do you want to say? Man, okay. Uh, let's do this really good like. Sure. Thank you so much for coming and joining and streaming, listening and learning from around the world and around the web. One of the best and brightest on the scene, the big dog crypto. <laughs> Smart, be safe, stack sats and huddle. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Have a good one. You've been listening to the Big Dog Crypto Podcast. Follow on Twitter at Woof Big Dog. Woof Big D-A-W-G. And run faster than the competition. Woof, woof.